Our focus must be riveted on the Savior and His gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice. What's up, brothers and sisters? This is uh, Bronson Burgess. Welcome to the Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast. I'm here with my good friend. Hey guys, this is Blake Leach. It's nice to be here with you today. So uh, Blake and I have been friends for the past five, six years. Mm-hmm. We met at the YSA ward in Auckland, but I had seen him a number of times before I actually went up to speak with him. I uh, had seen a, a blog post pop up in my Facebook newsfeed of something that he wrote um, about a shared interest of ours. Do you want to tell the people what we're about to do? Bronson has been training for a few years now, actually, and recently debuted as a wrestler, and I will be joining him as his professional wrestling manager because we are giant nerds. <laughs> That's right. We we play uh, Dungeons and Dragons together, and we I watch anime myself. But uh, so we're really into that. But I'm just so excited for what we're about to achieve because to me it's the culmination of all the years that we've been friends and getting to play the villainous Maximilian along with Simon Bell. It's just going to be a blast, and I, I just don't know what to expect. I don't think anybody knows what to expect. But I, I know that I'll enjoy it. So uh, that's right. I've been training for coming up to uh, two years now at Warrior Wrestling, um, hurting myself uh, every time I go in there. But I've learned enough to have a debut match last oh, this, this past March. And I just uh, enjoyed it so much. I have to do it again with my friend. But it's something about Blake is that he is a great wordsmith. He's uh, got his own Instagram handle, Blake Leach Poetry. Give it a follow. Tell us a little bit about what you do on Blake Leach Poetry. Yeah, so the focus for it is mainly I write poetry or I see something that I find something beautiful or inspirational from either other poets or other writers in general. And I just throw it all up there and occasionally somebody likes it and that's always nice but yeah it's just it's just kind of something I've been passionate about for the last uh, I'd say decade or so and it's just been a passion that has slowly built over time and it's now one of my core identities. I'm not well versed in the world of poetry but there's a few things that you write that really speak to me and yeah, anybody that is unfamiliar with poetry, that'd be a great introduction to see if it speaks to you as well. One of the things that we wanted to talk about today it was a comment um, made by a young adult sister that says, what can you do when you feel like you are stuck on spiritual repeat? By that, I when you feel like you are doing the same things, but getting the same results, especially because I find once you are on spiritual repeat, the things start to lack true sincerity. Basically, what do you do when you feel like you aren't progressing? Both Blake and I, we've been around the block a little bit, and while we're still figuring things out for ourselves, this is something that we've uh, asked ourselves. I'll share my story first, and then I'll hand it over to you, Blake. But as a profession, I just finished uh, law school last year, and I've begun a new role at a law firm in Hamilton. It's taken a, a lot to get to where I am, and it hasn't been one smooth 
straight ride. I actually began my studies as a 22-year-old, fresh off my mission, and I was so optimistic about um, my future and the things that I was going to be able to experience and achieve. And I went into the University of Auckland with all the excitement, only to discover that I was not prepared for the grind um, that was required. And um, there were a few things going on in my life that I wasn't um, aware of that were happening in terms of how um, well I could cope with stress and, and feelings of um, inadequacy that were really holding me back. And so uh, just after um, one semester of law school, I had to drop out and I thought that was it for me. I thought that uh, I would have to find um, something different to do, uh, which I did. I went to uh, a different university, got a different degree. And when I got to the end of that journey, nothing happened. And I thought to myself, this is my life. Um, from uh, this point onward, I've reached the, the peak of everything that I can be. Uh, I just have to either accept um, that this is how things are going to be from now on, or I have to do something different. And so I took a trip up to uh, Utah to stay with my, my uncle. And uh, I was there with him for three months until I could figure out what to do. And I was at the coming towards the end of that trip, and I still hadn't figured it out. And uh, I was at the gym, and I had been there for about four hours, not exercising, but just uh, meditating on where my life was going and what I had to do. And I just remember thinking to myself, I'll do any to develop who I am, to reach my potential. I'm, I'm willing to hurt myself and, and mind, body, body, and spirit, make those sacrifices in order to become who I envision myself to be. And I remember thinking to myself, I need to uh, do several things, which is uh, get up off this mat and start exercising a little bit. <laughs> I uh, was about 24 kilos heavier than I, I am now back then, and that was affecting my um, energy levels in, in terms of my ability to study. I, I also was not reading the scriptures, and I knew I had to, if I was going to pray to God, I'd have to get my answers from somewhere, and that wouldn't just be by sitting down waiting for them to pop in my head. I knew that I had to familiarize myself with the written word, and so I began doing that. Slowly but surely, I began to become more capable, and I began to change visually, and I began to change mentally in the way that I would think and approach certain situations, and it got to the point where it dawned on me that I was prepared to go back to, uh, to law school and give that another shot. In 2018, six years after I had dropped out, I decided I'd give it another go. And it was as hard as it was when I was there um, six years before. The bar was still at the same level. But I th thought to myself, if the bar's not going to come down to where I am, I'm glad that I've raised myself to, to meet this bar. And I think that's an issue that uh, a lot of people have, is that we want circumstances to meet the, strength, the strengths that we have, where we need to be committed raising our strengths to meet the circumstances. And long story short, this Wednesday, I'm graduating from law school, and there are people out there that believed in me enough to give me a job at their law firm, which I'm most grateful for. And this August, I'll be admitted so I can um, take care of uh, court duties. 
But in summary, from uh, the story I've just told, what I want to emphasize is that if you feel as though you're stuck in a repeat, if you're not developing yourself as a person or in a certain area, you might want to take a holistic approach to your development. If you're not progressing spiritually, maybe try improving um, intellectually or improving physically, because to me, it's all connected. And there's a scripture that I really enjoy from Doctrine and Covenants, where God says that he's uh, given no commandment, which is temporal. Everything's spiritual. And so that encouragement that we get from the prophets to educate ourselves or stay in good health, that, that's all connected to our spiritual well-being. It's all spiritual. So that's the approach that I have if you're stuck on a, on a repeat is to do it. And you might uh, fail, but at least you'll fall forward. Sometimes when a door closes, another one will open that you didn't anticipate. Now, on that note, I'd like to uh, hand it over to Blake to tell us a little bit about how he approaches life when he finds himself in a repeat or what he's done in the past. Yeah, that's uh, before I go into my own story, I just want to say that watching you build yourself over the last like five or six years, well, I can testify to the truth of what you're saying, how if you bank on yourself, if you say something's wrong here, I'm going to fix something else and use that to build myself up. It has obviously worked for you um, because you have had these goals over the last few years and it's been awesome to be able to see you make the goals and then achieve them as well. As for my own story, it's the way that I've had to do things while it is still following that kind of holistic approach it's a very different path to your own so i'll go back to the beginning of my story where i went to university i started doing psychology of all things which it didn't work out for me i was not good it turns out it required maths i'm not a numbers guy it's difficult so i switched over to journalism and journalism something that i was immediately very capable at and i drew a a strong passion for it but it wasn't just journalism that i had a passion for it was writing in general and over the years i would start a blog that a small amount of uh views but it, you know kept me kept me busy i wrote for a couple of magazines wrote a number of songs one of which was sung at the attitude awards far too long ago for my sanity and something that songwriting transitioned into was poetry and poetry was never intended to be my focus it was it was always meant to be journalism with kind of poetry just keeping me interested on the side but for those of you listening that don't know me i have a severe physical disability and it's degenerative so Basically, as time goes on, my muscles waste away. And what that meant was that as I was finishing my journalism degree, I was suddenly able to do a lot less. Um, in my final semester, I had severely bruised hips and couldn't go into university for a couple of weeks at a time while that was being figured out. And I was... I was unaware at the time, but I also have depression and anxiety, which 
Yeah, I was a bit of a triple threat. So that rut was really damaging me mentally, spiritually, because of the physicality. And after that, I began being able to write less. I can no longer type on a keyboard. And I would get these chest infections that would knock me out for weeks or months at a time. And life got pretty difficult. There was one year that got especially hard and my mind basically broke. And that was uh, back in 2016, I believe it was. So not long before I actually met Bronson. And yeah, things were really difficult. And I didn't know at the time. But over those years, while I was able to write blogs less and I was able to write journalism articles less, I was suddenly focusing a lot more on writing poetry and something that I had to come to terms with was my own limitation and that didn't mean that I couldn't make the most of what I had it just meant that I couldn't do more than what I was capable of so I was suddenly over the period of only a couple of years unable to write what I was always intending to write but I had always kept practicing suddenly being able to turn my focus onto that and to truly develop it. It's like I was saying before, it's become a core part of my identity. It's a difficult thing to know your limitations and to say, I am limited. But I feel when you can, you can use that to direct your energies elsewhere. It's similar to your kind of story in terms of where you you said you were willing to do anything and you would focus on your intellectual to aid your spirit, physical to aid your spiritual. For me, I think it was a bit more focused in that I was always intellectually focused, but I had to focus that intellectual energy in a different direction. And yeah, now over the years, I've began to develop it more and more. I, I'm technically now a professional poet in that a website offered me some money for a poem. And I'm taking that. It's a victory. Actually, that's the other thing, is you've got to take the victories when they come. I feel like a lot of people, they find themselves in ruts, and a lot of the time, it is a real thing, but you can trick yourself out of feeling it. If you say, hey, you know what, today I got up and brushed my teeth, and I brushed I don't do that every day. That's a victory. The more you take those little victories the better off you feel, and the easier it is to then focus those energies that we were talking about. And yeah, so now because I've managed to work myself and to see these little victories as achievements, and being able to focus my energy on my poetry, and when I'm sick, not feeling bad for not fulfilling what I was intending to do, I've become a much, I feel, happier person as a whole. I think that's kind of my story in a nutshell. That's beautiful. I was unaware that you had been offered to have your um, poetry published, so that's a major victory to be celebrated. So I look forward to uh, reading that. Maybe I can get a a sneak peek if that's possible before before the general public get it. I'd like to get get eyes on that. But I I like what you've said, especially it reminds me of the, the need to be ambitious in life. Otherwise, things get decided for you because things are already decided for you a lot just in in general for being human we, we one person can't control the outcome of their entire life but when, when those um, decisions are put in front of you 
make those choices and not be afraid um, to, to to fail or to have to adapt or change as those results come through. Especially living in New Zealand, it's been well commented on and, and documented is that New Zealand is subject to a, a tall poppy syndrome in, in our society. And I'm a believer that, that it is. I, I think people are, are f- rightly afraid to share their dreams and aspirations because someone will try to bury them or you're not allowed to put yourself out there a little bit too much because it's not right to to stand out. But I think a lot of people, they find that they're not achieving what everyone else is achieving. I'm a failure. But I, I feel you, you got to be as individual as uh, wherever you can, because what's so great about being normal, if we all uh, looked the same and wore the same clothes and acted the same, the world would be, be a very dull place. We entered this podcast not being afraid to say that in a wrestling show and that we're a team. And I can just from sharing that to my uh, friends and family, there's been mixed reactions, but I'm ambitious with taking this as far as it can go, where the, wherever that just means performing on a bigger stage in New Zealand than is available or having at least one televised match somewhere overseas. I'm down to take this where it can go, especially for my career as a lawyer. Yeah, I do want to to advocate for somebody in the high court in the Court of Appeal, in the Supreme Court. And uh, th- that's a, a gutsy endeavor. But as long as I'm putting in that work, I can be um, pleased with however those th- that turns out. And uh, yeah, that's those are really cool things. And that ambition, it's ambition within your wheelhouse. Like these are things that you are definitely capable of. And I think a lot of the time people will see an achievement like the ones that you're intending and either they'll be put off by them because they don't feel capable of them or they'll find out that they're not capable of them and consider themselves failures. And that's a really problematic thing. I was never intending to have any of my work published. It was always just throw it on Instagram and if someone reads it. But having one poem that I've sold, it's not a huge thing. But it's more than I ever imagined. And knowing what my limitations are, I will never write a series of poetry books. And that's just by physical inability. But I'm not going to feel bad for not reaching those kind of achievements. And that's the thing. So you're aiming for your achievements of wrestling at a higher level and I will as as the manager aim to be there for because that would be a really cool thing to do together and you're aiming to do something higher in the you know, courts of New Zealand those are really cool things to aim for and absolutely go for it it's a cool thing that not many people can say they did in fact the combination of the two I would go so far as to say no one in New Zealand has ever done that So it's a really cool thing to do. And there's something I see a lot, especially with the YSA, is at the pulpit, when people go up to talk, before they even start, they'll apologize. You guys will say, I'm sorry that I'm not good to speak. I'm sorry that I was chosen ahead of anyone else. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. We're there to watch you. And we are all in this kind of life together we all know it's difficult 
So if you happen to make a mistake or to not reach the mark that you set yourself, that's fine. Life happens. And the right thing to do is to try your best. I think there's an Oscar Wilde quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but it's along the lines of, there are so many people out in the world. Stop trying to be somebody else. You're the only person who can be yourself. It's an important thing to strive, and it's an important thing to accept who you are. Going back to uh, what I said before, you want to be able to express individuality at times where it's appropriate. Obviously, you want to come together and achieve things that you can only do as a group, but you want to be your own person sometimes. And so, yeah, we just encourage you to, to seek achievement in whatever way that is you and not be so concerned about looking over your shoulder to other people's achievements and, and their time frames. Always keep working for it if it's something that you really want. But Blake mentioned, if it turns out it's not within the scope of your ability, find some other dream and work for that. And I know within myself that the hurt of failure doesn't hurt as bad as the hurt of regret. I can live with knowing that I took a shot at something and, and didn't get there. I can't live with knowing that I never tried. Yeah, we just want to encourage you to pursue excellence in whatever form. Anything else to sum up before we come to a close? Yeah, it's like you were saying, as, you, as long as you strive for achievement and learn to accept whatever happens, you, you're going to be all right. Yeah, that's the entire point of life is to try things out, to see how things go, and they're not always going to go your way. So when they don't, it's all right. We've enjoyed um, meeting with you. We uh, wish you all the best. And if your experience has been anything like Blake's or mine, or you're just looking for advice, feel free to reach out to us. We're available to give you assistance if, because I would have always appreciated, and I do, those that I was able to reach out to when things weren't going well for me. Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast series has been produced out of the Auckland Institute building with contributions from young adults across New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend to direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in this series or to enroll in the Institute class associated with the podcast. See our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com. This recording is not an official publication of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the church.